Okay, so really quickly, welcome to the sales or introverts in sales group virtual event where we're going to be talking uh, broad subjects about introverts and sales and specific subjects. Um, we do have a slide deck today, um, but we want this to be as interactive as possible. I'm host Eric Brickwell Jones, and my co host is Ryland Ferguson. And we're still admitting some people here. Um, so it sounds like we have all introverts, maybe a couple mediums. Is that about right? Sound about right. And just curious what we have, like I said, the, the deck, but what were you hoping to maybe um, a couple a couple of volunteers could say what they were hoping to get out of the discussion today? Honestly, just curious to see uh, what insights there might be to be had. Okay, great, great. Um, yeah. For me to see how other introverts are doing, you know, the sales, because it, it looks like it's this profession is for, I mean, selling is for extroverts. Uh, <laughs> so how are the other people dealing with it? When your energy is drained by just trying to network, how do you cope? Mm -hmm. So that's just, just to see how people are, uh, introverts are coping and excelling in, in this. And are we all in sales here, or at least does sales touch some of your responsibilities in some capacity? Well, I, can, I think every business owner sells. <laughs> so I, mm. I am in the marketing, but but uh, you can't you can't get customers without closing, without selling, without interacting and networking. So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess. As an as an extrovert, I'll just start off with my I, I and I and I deliberately didn't do research on this or Google anything because I wanted to come out and just say what my opinion is, what I think of an introvert. Um, being an extrovert, I think of an introvert as being maybe a little more reserved, maybe getting. Um, gaining more happiness, uh, endorphins, dopamine from uh, alone time, not from being center stage at a party or for, um, you know, uh, being around large groups or being in control, maybe hosting an event like this today. Um, but I also, I'm also seeing a trend in sales where uh, introversion seems to be depend. I mean, I've seen I've seen some some books and studies. That progressively, more of a strength. It can be more of a strength in in sales, and for for many reasons. Um, but obviously, I think I think there is a stereotype in sales where it's the extrovert that is hitting the phones that is talking to you know, have, having as many conversations as possible is, is, um, you know, really creative and, and, uh, maybe loud, um, speaking their mind in, in team meetings, 
saying what's whatever is on their mind, maybe not biting their lip as much. Um, whereas introverts might be listening more and uh, selective with when when they speak or when they choose to interact in groups, be it sales or otherwise. Um, those are just some of the some of the things that come to mind when I think about introverts. And is any of that offensive or way off uh, from what you guys think or believe? I, I think uh, two key things for me is uh, just being drained by a lot of crowd and, you know, things happening there, which drains me from networking. And then the second thing is I need to think <laughs> before I speak, but, but in a group, where you're thinking it's like you don't know the answer or, I mean, you are left behind. When people are socializing, you're thinking of the, of, of what to say. So uh, I, I think it does impact my networking ability. How do I break into that group of niche all joined together, sipping their wine and, and I'm going, mm -hmm. So since I would like to learn how other people are coping with things like this. And, and I'm, I'm curious, um... And what what is your name again? Abigail. Abigail, do you do you attribute that to to introversion or, or more social anxiety? I think it's introversion, because yeah, right. uh, I mean social anxiety. Does that uh, do you have to think before you uh, you speak? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think of introversion as more baked into a person, and and social anxiety is something that everyone experiences. But I'm not sure. Maybe maybe introverts experience it on a, on a higher level. That's, that's how I think about it, but. Um. To, to uh, build on what Abigail has said, um, there are many times I go home from a networking event and go, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that, because yes. it takes a while for that processing, uh, especially with it's new fun. ideas or new, yeah, new conversations to go, oh, I hadn't thought of that and then take that time to think and then say, oh, well, this is what I should have said, or this is what I think. And so oftentimes I will, after an event, um, I'll make sure I get emails and such, and then uh, share my ideas or my thinking afterwards and continue the conversation that way. And that's how I've partly gotten, <laughs> gotten around that, that um, need to think while in a social setting. I see. I see. And as I'm kind of opening the gate for this whole meeting and conversation, Ryland, do you have any uh, maybe in, uh, insights or, or maybe opening questions that might 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 be better suited to open the conversation? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I think might be useful just to set the stage for the whole discussion um, is to really think about kind of how we define the terms introvert and extrovert um, and what is separate from being one of those things and then the traits or characteristics that sometimes can be aligned to those things. So really, um, and I, I say this, I'm not a licensed clinical psychologist. If anyone here, put your hand up so we know. Um, but my ending um, and the, the where, where your battery gets charged. Um, so it's it's an opportunity to think about um, if you feel um, that you are 
recharged and ready and energized by going out and being in public and interacting and discussing with people, um, then that really tends to be more the person who's an extrovert. And if you get that recharge or that re, um, re-energization, I guess, um, from being at home and having quiet time or being in a place where it's just maybe people that you love and trust really well, um, then that tends to be more of an introvert. And then separate to that, then our, our traits and things that we evolve um, because of where we get our energy from. So if you tend to gravitate more toward that quiet space by yourself, individualism, you might, you might not, but you might um, also be a little shy or you might experience a little more social anxiety or it might, um, you might have fear around making a phone call or talking about yourself in a certain way. Um, those characteristics aren't necessarily defined by being an introvert. Every introvert's a little bit different as some people shared, you kind of feel like you're on a spectrum. You're somewhere in the middle maybe. Um, but as we discuss some of this stuff and, and, and where we go with it, uh, I just would be interested to hear people's thoughts about, you know, what are some of the, um, the behaviors or the characteristics that then get sort of baked into you because you're an introvert? And how do you feel like that helps you or hurts you a little bit as you go into the world of business and the world of sales? Does anybody disagree or agree or have a thought on that? Yeah, I think you're on. Um, the One of the things um, kind of also to help answer Abigail's question about what to do, um, I think the idea that we want to think before we have something to say um, is very, well, for me, it seems very reasonable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we can develop coping mechanisms for that kind of thing, right? So what I do, for example, um, if I know what I'm headed into, and I, I used to teach uh, at the college level before I started my own business. Um, so, I, you know, I'm in the classroom surrounded by 30, 40 students and um, I found myself very alive in those moments, but that's because I am very academic and I'm very comfortable in a sort of school setting, right? So if you can get yourself into the kind of setting that you're, that you're comfortable in, then that, that's one thing that helps. The other is to be prepared. I make notes, uh, talking points, other things like that before I head into networking so that I feel comfortable with what I have planned to say. And uh, then I don't have to think as much about what I'm going to say, especially I, I particularly prefer speed networking events because then, you know, you're just, you kind of get reduced to that one-on-one -on -one or a couple, you know, small groups, and then you can say the same thing over and over again. It's kind of cheating, honestly, but um, I find it effective for me. What, what is it, uh, um, Abigail, you, it sounds like you wanted to, one of the things you wanted to get out of today is how to be better at networking or have less fear, um, anxiety going into networking events or uh, components of, of sales. Um, yeah. Mainly to see how others are coping and dealing with it. And I like the uh, tip that Bola gave. Uh, prepare, you know, write down the tip, the, uh, think before you go <laughs> uh, so so that you're not thinking right there because with society if you if you don't reply or don't get into the uh, conversation you are left behind that's what it is here especially in this area here you know well the u.s here 
uh, <laughs> you're left behind. So what I like to get like the tip that he gave now, and then for speed networking, it, maybe I have to try speed networking, but just to be honest, I am enjoying Zoom meetings, honestly. Way, way more than, you know, the in-person networking with a lot of crowd. Uh, I, that didn't seem well with me. And, and it's not social anxiety. <laughs> I did three speed Zoom networkings yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you can find them on Alignable pretty easily. Mm. Is, what is it exactly that, that uh, I guess, I don't know if scare is the right word, but makes you feel uncomfortable in these networking situations? Is it uh, rejection of your idea if you were going to communicate it? Is it um, a possible disagreement with the, the other person? or just the responsibility of having to exhaust that energy of socializing? It has nothing to do with, uh, uh, you know, the disagreement of ideas. They are just, they're just chatting, you know. The thing is thinking first. By the time I come up with, oh, this is what I should say, the topic is, is the next topic is being discussed already. <laughs> That's the thing, it's been discussed already. And I can see that back at home here where my daughter, she can come up with what to say immediately the person finishes talking. And I'm still thinking, well, we, we got to, uh, uh, he, she has to accept that I have to think before I answer. Because she's like, you tell me this. So I, was, I, I have to think, because if I tell you now, I'm going to change my answer later on after I have thought about it. So can you imagine just having a regular conversation with people? I, uh, planning for what to say, and it's over. They are discussing the next topic. <laughs> so you stay there and you're pretty much not contributing. That's, that's the thing. And you're networking. So networking people have to like you, you know, to do business with you. Hey, hey, I don't, oh, go ahead. I think sometimes we social, we introverts sometimes come off as socially awkward, even though when you get to know us one-on-one, -on -one, people have often said to me, oh, you're such an interesting person. But when I'm standing there, you know, in a social situation and I'm mumbling and not mumbling exactly, but, um, uh, uh, you know, trying to come up with with an answer to their question, they there's it's definitely awkward socially. Um, so that I think that is uh, not exactly a fear, but it is a concern when I go into you know, a networking situation or try to think of doing sales. And uh, what you, on the first slide, it said something about, um, or maybe you said it, um, not wanting, not feeling comfortable talking about myself. Uh, I've had to get out of that. Um, I guess, uh, so my, my company is um, uh, like an arts company. And so I don't know if people will like it or not. Um, so, uh, um, and everybody has different taste in art. So to put that out there and say, you got to buy my stuff. It's like, well, I don't feel that way. I don't feel you have to buy my stuff. I would just like you to take a look at it. And, and so for me, it's going to be very soft sell. Um, and I probably suffer uh, sales uh, because
Have you guys ever read the book, uh, the the seven habits of the mo of most effective people, or seven most uh, the seven effective habits of the mo of, of what is it? It's seven habits, seven habits of highly effective people. Effective. Yeah, and in it they talk about different forms of of listening, and there's a sales guru named Andy Paul. Um, he's big on LinkedIn and, and whatnot. And he talks about the same thing. And, and in it, he lists the five forms of listening and the supreme uh, form of listening just ahead of attentive listening is empathetic listening, where you you're listening so much, not you're not listening. So you can think of what you're going to say next. You're not you're not listening um, just attentive, attentively um, where you still might come back with a response that might be relevant, but you're listening on, on a level uh, where you're actually putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And it's the, in, according to Andy Paul, the, the most empathetic listening you can do the most um, thoughtful question you can ask in sales is more powerful than the strongest statement or pitch you can make. It, it it'll accelerate the sales process. the The better question, better questioning, will actually trump the 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 the, the statements. And I found I found that an extremely interesting. And I and I associated that with with introverts. Okay. Maybe just uh, to, to jump off the back of that, Eric. Um, I think that you hear things like this a lot um, talked about in sales. Like listening is really important. Um, I don't know if that translates to everyone here. Uh, I do think that introverts are inherently um often um more likely to be good listeners in in a lot of ways I, I know for myself um growing up like i was always because i didn't want to share necessarily right away i was often just sitting and observing and listening and because i was paying attention to everyone else and i wasn't paying attention to myself i could see where this person had a blind spot to this person's argument and vice versa or i could sort of get a a, a better picture of everything that was happening um, so I do think there's some some elements to that for for introverts, and I don't know if that resonates with anybody else that you know, you do tend to have maybe um, uh, maybe a more holistic or maybe a more uh, open mindset because you aren't necessarily sitting in the corner thinking about yourself or what you're doing. To speak to um, some of the elements that people have mentioned in networking and sales. I think an important important aspect of any of that, and it speaks to how you then listen, but it, it's what's your goal when you go into these conversations. Um, is your goal just to show up and talk about yourself so that more people know about your business? Is it is is it your goal to show up and give a quick pitch and hope that you know that makes some connection with people? I don't think that that works very well. Um, usually, what what I find most effective in any conversation, but particularly in sales, 
it's really it's how quickly you can get to what matters to this person that you're talking to what they're interested in which is usually themselves whether or not they're an introvert um and to understand what it is that that's going on in their lives and if there's then some sort of rich area for you to connect to what you do that might be helpful to them or might be uh, a potential solution to them then it's great to really kind of go into some of the ins and outs of how that works um and i think the listening part really comes alive when um when they're talking about those problems being able to to do that that real big step back and not be thinking about what you're going to say next but thinking about okay what is it they're actually saying they're saying oh you know my business is going well but this and this and this are an issue uh what what are they getting at sometimes there's a layer on top of that and i i think that that's one thing that introverts can often suss out really quickly because they're listening so well uh, and because they're not trying to be maybe as bombastic or as um, uh, as quick to have a witty response or something along those lines, I think that's one area where listening can really be useful um, in selling because it's really about what I think selling is about, which is what does this person care about and how do we how do we connect to that as soon as possible? Um, yeah, I, I think you're spot on there. And there's there's a term ZOR, Z-O-R, zone of resistance that people go in let's say you go into a mall a kiosk or something at the at the um t-mobile store and someone jumps up jumps at you and says hey can i interest you in um you know our our new you know x5000 phone we have a sale on it today 99 dollars. you're probably gonna say um you know what i'm i'm just looking right now um even though you got up today and you and you you wanted to get that phone you're you get into a zone of resistance and so um sometimes uh having that time to think um what might be the best situation here versus just and maybe that's part of it is the immediate gratification versus delayed gratification the immediate gratification maybe i'm not sure if this is associated more with extroverts or introverts but Media gratification being, I want the sale. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna jump, jump at the person, um, and and communicate what I want to say because, because I want the incentive. But the introvert maybe, uh, if if that is true, that there's more of a delayed gratification component to introverts, might might think, oh, I don't want to put them in the zone of resistance. I want to let them maybe come to me, you know. And that's a, that's that's a small sales example, more transactional sales. But um, I find that it's almost like pattern disruption, which can be very effective in sales, um, where you you surprise the the buyer, where you, you don't you're not asking a question that is usually asked. You're not jumping to answer right away you're you're more quiet it's almost as if you don't care if you get the sale or not and they're they're attracted to it um i think oops got a late arriver um hello ada ada okay um so I think it's that pattern disruption. I think that it really helps, and 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 it's obvious that it's not a the the new sales methodology book. Um, 
try to be more of an introvert and crush your quota or, or, or you know, double your business, your, your revenue in one year, that it's actually natural. Um, I, I have to work on it for one. I try to say one Mississippi after, <laughs> after uh, so someone makes a comment. So I actually think about it and, um, and try to get as close to empathetic selling or listening as, as I can. But I think it's the uh, pattern disruption that that really is 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 effective and um, uh, detaching. I think introverts are really good at another another hot topic in sales is detaching yourself from the from the out outcome. Um, going in, hopefully for me, it's because I have enough opportunities that I really don't care if I get the sale or not, right? Um, because I have other people to call, but if you can detach yourself from the outcome, um, then that puts a lot less pressure on the, on the buyer. Right. So I think it's in, in, as an extrovert, I have a lot of out, I, I'm, I'm attracted to introverts, you know, and I say, and when I, in past and former lives, when joining an organization or something, and, and there's other salespeople, um, on the team, I, I attract myself to the, the introverts because I I want to know I want to broaden my tool set because they're tools that I just don't have naturally, you know, and I think I think they're they're really effective. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I want to be an introvert. I want to I, I guess I want to be a person that is glad I am who, who I, I am the person I am. But um, I guess I have a question for you guys. Do you, are do you guys like? Have you have you embraced being an introvert, or do you? Do any of you really wish you were extroverts? When I was growing up, uh, my I'm uh, one of three. My two brothers are both extroverts, and they could just go up and talk to anybody. And I really wanted that. I I was always shy and quiet and. Uh, until you got to know me and then then I could chat up a storm but um and I always wanted that but over the years I've really become a lot more comfortable in being in a, an introvert and then um I posted on the page uh, a book that I came across probably about six five or six years ago um quiet the power of introverts and that made a huge difference for me I really settled into being an introvert after that Interesting. Anybody else? Um, what about how you go about your business? Because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a business owner and I, I have freelancers work for me here and there, but I don't have any, uh, steady employees. Um, so I'm doing all the work basically. And, um, a lot of it is, I mean, the nature of my business is, is lead generation and sales. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm obviously doing a lot of the traditional sales responsibilities, which include cold calling and, um, awkward conversations perhaps because you don't know the person, um, do you guys find in your business that you 
rely on different methods, uh, different methods that an extrovert um, or or someone that is involved in a conversation, uh, you know, more more in depth conversation than a high level conversation about this um, would would get into. Um, other than cold calling, or, or do you guys feel comfortable cold calling, or no? No. I um, think that for me, anyway, I prefer like to be in a network talking than I do making cold calls because I feel like you're building more of a relationship then you're on the phone trying to uh, sell yourself in five a five minute window or whatever that window is that they're willing to listen to you do you think it could be partly stacy a perception of because i when i cold call of course of course i'm i'm trying to be as active as i can to to get um you know the deal closed and and you know how affected i am <laughs> on a personal <laughs> level um i've worked with stacy uh and um but i oftentimes i'm fine with saying no to the person that i i don't think this is going to work even if they so i i kind of go into it not trying to sell myself, but really, it's almost like not why should you buy from me, but why should I sell to you? Like I'm doing them a favor just as much as they're doing me a favor. And if they're not okay with it, that's fine. But I don't, I don't tend to look at it as as a burden on them or or manipulation or lying or trying to um convince them i guess i just i feel i haven't had that same uh response and maybe it's just because i just truly don't like doing it so therefore i have my mindset on yeah i'd rather find other ways to try to uh, grow my business yeah. than doing the traditional cold calls. And I think you speak for most people when you say you don't like cold calling. I don't think there's a lot of people, you know, 10 year olds, when they're asked what they want to be when they grow up, they say cold caller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so extrovert or introvert, I think, um, you know, you, you, I, I can see both sides. Um, can I jump in with something on that, Eric, too? Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. I've been talking, I've been kind of stealing the mic. No, no, it's fine. Totally fine. Um, one thing that helped me, so I, about 10 years ago, I took a, I took a job as a, as a cold, cold calling salesperson. Um, and again, as an introvert, not a natural fit. Uh, I was the person who like, didn't want to call and order the pizza because I was too, you know, it just didn't work for me. I, I was shy and that wasn't wasn't comfortable. I was just not inclined to do that. And then I found myself in this role where I was expected to, you know, do the very stereotypical pick up the phone and dial hundreds of times a day kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't comfortable at all. And it wasn't fun at all. Um, but 
what I did come to learn about it and where I started to find um, both comfort for myself and more effectiveness uh, when I would, would make a cold call to someone, it really came down to how well I understood what I was offering, um, what problem I was solving, not just the benefits and, and the features and the aspects of the thing that I was offering, but really like what was it going to do for this person? Uh, and I believed in it. I really thought it was something that could make a difference to their business or to their lives. Um, and the other part was really coming to understand who I was selling to. Um, in this case, it was um, the heads of marketing and sales for like tech companies. And it wasn't until I could better understand what they did and what their lives were like and how they were judged and evaluated and what, um, you know, what made a difference in their in their lives from day. I mean, Eric, you've been in those roles, right? You, you know what it's like to have that kind of pressure on you as a, as a sales or marketing person in, in Silicon Valley. Um, and when I understood that and I understood what I could do for them, I was actually excited to get on the phone. And when I called them, it wasn't about having the right thing to say or the witty comeback to their objection when they picked up the phone. It was really just my passion and authenticity coming through and saying, look, I, I work with people like you. I understand that there's issues. You may or may not be having them, but we're solving some of these problems for people. And I think that's worth a couple minutes of time to talk to you. And what I found, while no solution is a perfectly effective you can you should really do all your different channels of cold calling and emailing and all kinds of, of other ways of getting in touch with prospects but um that made cold calling far less intimidating to me um and it really helped me to get excited about it uh, and i still couldn't do it all day long i still needed to kind of pulse or take breaks in between it but um that thought process of like, oh, this could be a person I could get on the phone and help and they could be a customer and they could be really happy because that I made this call today. That really changed my mindset when I went into cold calls uh, and it helped um, me to just feel that level of comfort that was lacking when I first walked into that job and was completely un unprepared to pick up the phone and dial someone I've never spoken to and ask for their time and a lot of their money. That sounds like, if I may, not just comfort, but that the practice, you know, and the, and the repeated activity gave you, you know, increased your confidence, right? So knowing your product that well, knowing your, your, uh, your audience or your market that well, uh, gave you the confidence to be able to, to go into these calls um, more powerfully than you would have before. Yeah, that's beautifully put, Bola. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to talk to, to my clients about having a, a sales practice. That's really how I think of it. Um, whatever you're doing as a business owner, um, sales is not something that you can just turn on and turn off and have really not developed any skills in. Uh, if it's something that you work at and you can build that level of comfort, um, those things that seem scary to you day one don't seem scary, you know, six months later. Uh, and it is about finding the answers to those questions so that when you are in a situation where you could sell, you have the opportunity to tap into all that comfort, all that knowledge, all that experience, all that practice, and then go forward with a lot of integrity. It, it almost reminds me of the, the quote uh, Abraham Lincoln said, if I had an hour to chop chop down a cherry tree, I'd spend the first 45 minutes sharpening the axe. And 
the last 15 chopping the tree, you know, um, because uh, I think a lot of extroverts want to get the at bats um, and execute a little too prematurely, whereas it's probably best not to reinvent the wheel and really understand your 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 buyer and uh, first impressions mean a lot you know understand your buyer and have that that first reach out um throw throw them you know uh convey the impression that this rylan uh, this is the first time i'm i'm getting an email from rylan or talking to rylan and and i i know i can already tell it's not going to be a waste of my time He's done his research. He knows the product. Um, I'm not going to have to engage other resources. So I think that's a really important point that you bring up, Rylan, is is the, the maybe the research that that touches on what you're saying. Um, the I guess it's the the one Mississippi uh, analogy that you know you can apply to everything. Um, you know, before you open your mouth, <laughs> and and I, you know, I've gotten in trouble for this many times throughout throughout my career, uh, but it's it's something that I constantly work on. Um, so, anyways, I think that's a that's a really valuable point. Um, um, to sum up, because we're I know we're coming up on time here at one fifteen or Pacific time anyway. Um, Ninety percent of Alignable, I believe, is like East Coast. Um, it's hard. To, I just became the ambassador of San Francisco, and I, um, I'm trying to find other people in San Francisco <laughs> to <laughs> go to events. But anyway, so uh, four fifteen year time. Um, any concluding comments? Any anything? Uh, maybe inspiring quotes or anything that you guys want to say. <laughs> Um, on an optimistic level, I really do that modern sales is transforming in favor of, of the introvert. Um, more of a more of a, a, a salesman sales engineer hybrid where you're the you know in, 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 a, in a traditional sales role for me, enterprise sales, you know I worked at like salesforce.com selling to another enterprise, um, you have the sales guy that got the interest. And then when it comes down to getting under the hood, you bring in a sales engineer that is just full, full of knowledge about the product, um, not asking salesy questions like, when do you think you could buy? Um, do you have money for this? You know, do you have budget for this? Um, <laughs> you know, can I forecast this at 75%? Um, you know, it, it's it's more just about information and and helping and um, waiting for the turn to talk after the salesperson. So, I um I think there's a happy ending to this meeting and and where sales and business is is going. Um, so contact me for the recording of this event. I'm gonna I'm gonna upload it. I'm gonna um, put it on YouTube. It'll be on my YouTube channel, but you don't have to go there. I'll just give you the link and it'll just take you to the to the video. And I'll, I'll try to, Alignable has some weird rules, but I couldn't put the outside link in, in certain comment boxes because um, it said don't put personal information in the boxes. So I'll try to put the YouTube link in the, in 
on on a post or in a link, whatever I can think of. But if not, I'll make a post saying just DM me and I'll give you the YouTube link. Okay. And this was a short conversation. I think we could probably have a part two to this. Um, so if anybody, I encourage you guys to um, reach out to me, to Rylan, um, or post yourself. And um, and I, I'd like to explore this further and um, you know have more events with you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thank Good. you. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope you found bye it valuable. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye-bye.